You are listening to Political Undercurrents, your daily dive. Welcome to Political Undercurrents, your daily dive. Today, we uncover significant developments shaping Europe's political landscape. First, a Franco-German stalemate hampers progress on topping up the EU Defence Fund for Ukraine. MEPs advocate for sanctions against Putin's regime following Nalvani's death, and Bulgaria's revival party strengthening ties with Moscow. Join us as we delve into these complex issues shaping Europe's present and future. On to our first story. Today, representatives of the 27 EU governments are convening to address a pressing issue, topping up the Union's defence fund and coordinating joint arms purchases for Ukraine. However, progress on this front is hindered by what seems to be a Franco-German stalemate. Behind closed doors, France and Germany are at odds, delaying an agreement on crucial aid set for Ukraine. Germany's stance revolves around financial considerations. Having contributed a significant portion to the EU fund, Germany is now seeking a rebate, citing its substantial bilateral aid contributions to Ukraine. Diplomats have voiced concerns about certain EU countries leveraging EPF funds to modernise their own military arsenals before supplying older equipment to Ukraine. Last year's controversy involving Estonia's reimbursement for Soviet-era howitzers, slated for replacement prior to Russia's invasion, further underscores these apprehensions. On the other side of the table, France, along with support from Greece and Cyprus, is advocating for a buy-European clause for defence purchases. While this directive aims to bolster EU industry, sceptics warn it could impede the timely provision of military equipment to Ukraine. Echoes of past missteps resonate in the corridors of EU diplomacy. Warnings from diplomats and senior officials highlight the peril of repeating history. Delays reminiscent of the ammunition procurement debacle, where Ukraine was ultimately shortchanged due to European purchasing preferences, serve as a stark reminder of the potential consequences. Despite the current impasse, optimism persists that a resolution can be reached. Discussions on Germany's rebate and France's bi-European clause are ongoing, with hopes of reaching an agreement by the month's end. In the event of a continued deadlock, the EPF may find itself back on the agenda at the EU Leaders' March summit. Now, on to our second story. In a significant move, members of the European Parliament, MEPs, are calling for the EU to implement a robust sanctions package, one that targets the very core of Vladimir Putin's regime. This push for sanctions is not based on new intelligence, but on a detailed proposal from Alexei Navalny, the late Russian opposition leader, which he presented to EU leaders more than two years ago. Despite that passage of time, this proposal has yet to be acted upon. Nalvani, along with his anti-corruption organisation, had identified over 6,000 individuals as integral parts of the Kremlin's mafia-like state apparatus. 
These individuals are seen as the backbone of Putin's regime, a regime that has not only oppressed its people, but has also been a source of instability beyond Russia's borders. Furthermore, MEPs are advocating the sanctions to extend to those directly involved in Navalny's imprisonment and suffering within the Russian penal system. This includes prison directors, guards, police officers, public attorneys and judges. Essentially, all those who played a part in Navalny's agony, in what is referred to as Putin's gulag. In a bold and symbolic gesture, there's also a proposal to rename the European External Action Service building in Brussels after Navalny, to honour his legacy and struggle for democracy in Russia. The call for action is backed by a diverse group of MEPs spanning the political spectrum from the liberal Renew Europe group to the centre-right European People's Party, the centre-left Socialists and Democrats, and even members of the Greens, among others. This diverse backing underscores the widespread concern over Russia's internal policies and their impact on broader European security and values. In a related appeal following the tragic death of Navalny in prison, MEPs are urging the EU to pressure Georgia into releasing former President Mikhail Saakashvili. His continued imprisonment is particularly alarming given Georgia's aspirations to join the European Union, highlighting a contradiction between its democratic ambitions and current political practices. Amid these developments, an incident involving Yulia Navalnaya, Navalny's widow, has sparked further controversy. Her account on Elon Musk's social network X was briefly suspended, a move that was later attributed to an automatic defence mechanism against manipulation and spam. This incident raises questions about the platform's role and responsibilities in safeguarding the voices of political dissidents. As the world reacts to Nalvani's death and contemplates his enduring legacy, a crucial question looms. How will Russians respond? Will they rise to continue Nalvani's fight for a more transparent, democratic Russia? Or will the fear of repression silence potential dissent? This situation not only tests the resolve of the Russian people, but also the European Union's commitment to defending democratic values and human rights, both within its borders and beyond. Now, on to our final story. In a notable development, Bulgaria's revival party known for its pro-Russian stance and far-right ideology, has embarked on a diplomatic journey to Moscow, following an invitation from President Vladimir Putin's United Russia Party. This visit, announced by the Diplomatic Academy of the Russian Foreign Ministry, marked a significant moment in Bulgarian-Russian relations, reflecting deepening ties between the two parties amid broader geopolitical tensions. The delegation represents the party's efforts to forge international partnerships, with their tour also including stops in Hungary and plans for a visit to Moldova. This visit coincides with the presentation of the new foreign policy concept of the Russian Federation to the Bulgarian MPs, a gesture that signifies the importance of Bulgaria in Russia's strategic outlook. Revival's influence within Bulgarian politics is on the rise, as evidenced by its status as the third political force in the Bulgarian parliament, 
capturing 14.3% of the vote in the last elections. The party draws support from pro-Russian segments of Bulgarian society, advocating for a stance on neutrality in the conflict in Ukraine, opposing Bulgaria's integration into the Eurozone and promoting the country's exit from NATO. The party's attempts to sway public opinion through social media and its call for a referendum against the adoption of the Euro highlight its broader agenda to reshape Bulgaria's foreign policy and economic direction. Statements from party leaders, including Dejan Nikolov's plea to European partners to block Bulgaria's entry into the Eurozone, underscore the party's commitment to its cause. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Political Undercurrents, your daily dive. We hope you've gained valuable insights into the complex world of global politics. Remember, our mission is to keep you informed and engaged with the undercurrents that drive change and influence decisions on a daily basis. Stay tuned for our next episode, and until then, keep exploring the depths of political knowledge. I'm Alexander Quilliam, and this has been Political Undercurrents. Have a successful day.